Yes, sir. Welcome to another golden moment. What's that down there? That's cows, hopes, and dreams. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's one loss. It's not like <laughs> all those roses are stomped out down there. I see Chase Garbers's collarbone <laughs> down there as well. Um, yes, guys, you heard that correctly. Cal did lose their first game of the season. Uh, to Arizona State. My name is Spencer Galanka. I'm the sports editor at the Daily Californian. We have all four beat writers with us today. We have young Shaylin. Yes, sir. We have young, young Josh here. Neat. And we have young Emily. Hello. Here as well. Um, I don't know where to start. There was so much to pull out of this game. The, before I send it off to you guys, uh, I just want to mention I, I was furious at, that Cal could not tackle. And so was Justin Wilcox after the game. We did a really poor job on defense. I mean, that's one of the things we did poorly, but that was evident. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll go off the note of tackling. I think it goes both ways. Arizona State did an excellent job of tackling, at least from what I saw on tape. I, I think just as a whole, the missed tackles. When you duck your head, you miss, and that's what the tape showed. Eno Benjamin and Jaden Daniels are the besides Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss are probably the number one two in terms of running and extending, extending plays. Um, in the conference. So I was very impressed by Jaden Daniels' ability as a true freshman, especially, to survey the field. The outside linebackers from Cal come crashing in, and he finds lanes to take off and extend plays because that happened on so many occasions, and ASU converted eight third downs. Um, it seemed like on that in the fourth quarter in that final drive when ASU scored the go-ahead touchdown, there were three or four third down opportunities for Cal to get off the field or at least force a game-tying kick rather than, than give up the game-winning uh, touchdown to Eno Benjamin, who... I'd say he had an above average game, not a great game, but he did everything he's supposed to do in the red zone, which is punch the ball in, and that was the difference in the game. Yeah. By the way, the final score was twenty-four to seventeen. Um, to like to leave a lot of Cal fans going home unhappy. Shailen, what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, going off what Josh said about uh, Jaden Daniels, this is the first chance Cal got to see what a true dual threat quarterback would do against them, and they did not handle it well. The QB contain was not there for most of the night, and you can't really blame the secondary when they are having to cover for eight seconds, but the plays were just too much for Cal to handle. I mean, by the time Jaden Daniels escaped the pocket, things were usually broken down in the secondary, and it was just way too often that he was finding receivers, and the pass rush was not there at all. I think when it comes to, you know, Benjamin, I, I don't... Blame I, I that that's one issue with tackling, but I think on the other hand, I I looked at some of the tape in, in regards to the secondary and well they took like the, it seemed like the D line took forever to get to Daniels and then when they did he had time to run but in my opinion it didn't seem like the defensive line the front seven was having a bad game it just seemed like they were like a half step slow in getting into the ground like it was just finishing the play it wasn't so much like the aspect of they didn't get to Daniels because it seemed like. There were a couple of times when uh, Aaron Maldonado, Lone Tailoa, Brett Johnson, they were all winning the line of scrimmage, and still Daniels would just make plays. So I kind of want to give credit to ASU. Obviously, Cal could have done so many things better, but Daniels' ability to extend plays and then just find the open receiver, that's not a given, and he made those plays when he needed to. Um, made up for a bad kicker, made up for... Um, you know, the receivers had a, a like a below average game against the Cal secondary, which I think did a great job overall. So credit Jaden Daniels through and through. Yeah, the difference, I think, between just 
off the bat between this year's defense and last year's defense, which, I mean, I think we can probably all agree last year's is looking better than this year's so far. But um, I think the main reason for that is just lack of big impact plays. Cal only has two interceptions on the season so far, and the pass rush, I believe, has been the weakness of the defense. If you look at the stats, the top five sacks le- sack leaders for the Bears are either linebackers or safeties. It's just Luke Beckett and Cam Good who have uh, 2.5 and 3 sacks respectively, but other than that, they haven't been getting the job done. Like Josh said, they were getting close. They they were putting pressure, but they they weren't finishing the job, which that's something that has to change. They need to make those impact plays that can really flip a game around. And really, the only person I've seen that consistently from this season is Cam Good, Luke Beckett too, but other players on the D-line need to step up. Um, speaking of flipping the game around, to those who watched it, people know that um, Chase Garbers got injured. And I think that the energy changed so much on the field after that happened. Because before, the Bears were having, Chase Garbers especially, was having a really good game. Um, he had 117 yards already. He had a 45-yard pass to Trayvon Clark that set up the first touchdown of the night. It's just the mood changed so much after that. It was very, like somber i think we all felt it in the box and i think that this game the loss especially marks such a critical point for cal for the rest of the season i think it can either like completely break them or i i think they do have a chance to bounce back but yeah, it's not weaver was easy. talking about that he said and that's what these last three seasons have been all about if we lose a game we fall off a cliff we can't do that this year and we won't we're going to put our energy in where it needs to be we're going to get everything right we're going to be better than we were this week. And Josh, what was it, a three, four-game losing streak last season? Yeah, last, last year after the Oregon game when um, both the offense and defense had some big issues for the first time, um, Cal went on to lose next, the following week to Arizona and then the following week to UCLA after that before finally bouncing back against Oregon State and Washington. A UCLA game and uh, last game brought, brought back very similar memories in terms of uh, the post-game press conferences. Yeah. yeah, and I think this one was especially frustrating for Will, for Justin Wilcox, not so much from like a game standpoint. I mean, it's one loss and I think the season has to have some perspective obviously the Garber's injury um, dampens the, the mood a little bit more but I think just specifically with regards to uh, the, the amount of effort that the team had taken to promote the promote the Friday night game the Friday night atmosphere the alums were very very excited I, and all of, all of the recruits also that showed up to the game a couple in particular uh, showed up to the game and it was just it seemed like an opportunity especially with the game on ESPN to really solidify Cal's place in the national spotlight and no matter how the game goes like Cal's always found a way to win so far and the fact that in the one time when there was when everything was at the peak of excitement and the all eyes were on the team that was when they couldn't find the way to win I think that's the most frustrating part yeah, for that's, sure that's probably what hurts the most and especially what it could have potentially set up going into Oregon with mm-hmm. one of college football's biggest matchups and potentially, you know, college game day, um, Pac-12 North leadership in contention or would have been in contention, but um, that is no longer, but onwards we go. I'm really worried that, like, we're never going to fill up another home game. Like, the student section will never No, <laughs> yeah, it won't be. Because people that... came out for this, they, like, they finally bought into the hype for a second and then they you know it's the nature of cal fans but yeah. we i mean me and josh were talking about on the way back i'm like dude you were right it just never <laughs> yeah. gets to five or six games there's yeah. just we're always brought back down to earth mm-hmm. the thing i mean i'm still i'm looking at all these defensive stats and like i don't i can't understand why more people are talking about 
the, this Cal defense. I mean, other than the first week at UC Davis, we've given up given up north of 330 yards, gave up like 525 yards against Ole Miss. And Jaden Daniels and Eno Benjamin aren't, you know, the ASU offense isn't going to be the best offense that they're going to see all season, especially going into Utah and Oregon. There's really big problems on the defensive front, especially with stopping the run. And then if tackling becomes an issue, there was, I mean, even Weaver was missing tackles. Like it was just, it's just bad. And now that Garbers isn't available to counteract, you know, that those poor performances, I don't know where the, I don't know where Cal goes at this point. Cal secondary has been doing okay. I think they've been doing poor, like, you know, I just, I don't. I'm struggling to see, like, and, and that's for me too. Like, all the focus is on Garbers being injured, but like, this defense is not playing well. I think part of it is that they're not playing well enough, given that the how the offense is performing. I I, I think the def- secondary has been playing great. Defense, the secondary last season obviously was outstanding, second most interceptions in the nation. And the reason why they don't seem that great sometimes is because Jaden Daniels, his receivers are so covered that he goes and takes off and picks up the first down. The secondary, you can only do so much in that, in that case. And I thought Cam Bynum and Elijah Hicks did an amazing job on Brandon Ayuk and uh, what's the guy's name? Again, it's like across from Hicks. Yeah, that just goes back Kyle to Williams. the pass rush, though. Yeah. They have to yeah. do better. So bad. Oh, yeah. that, that's not an excuse to for the like that's not an excuse, but, but per se, I just think that the, the the secondary, we take them for granted so much. Like they need to have all the like the explosive plays and the interceptions, and that has been down as Shaylen mentioned. But at the same time, these quarterbacks aren't exploding on the on the secondary. And so while it's a team effort, um the secondary at some point has to pick up the D-line. I also think it's a byproduct of all these quarterbacks scrambling for more yards against Cal that the secondary has been so good and then the defensive line hasn't been able to pick them up if that makes sense yeah we saw a lot of changes in the secondary too Travion Beck was out so we saw Josh Josh Drayden getting a lot of reps and then something that surprised all of us was Trey Turner was rotating in at free and strong safety so there'd be times where Jalen Hawkins wasn't on the field there'd be times where Ashton Davis wasn't on the field um do you guys have any I mean he's been playing he pulled his weight yeah I think Trey Turner has been fantastic that's a byproduct of the Ole Miss game as well I still just don't really get it. I don't. I. I. I don't get that part. I also don't get, like, why or like. Uh, uh, I, I think it's because Travion Beck has been out that they're doing that substitution mm-hmm. with the scheme. Me I think too. that's what it is. I, I don't think it's so much Jalen Hoggett's performance. I think it's more of just the scheme itself and they needing needing a little faster body on the field, but. <laughs> In coverage, because Jalen Hawkins is always at the line of scrimmage as a, song, as a strong safety in this 3-4 set. And then without without Beck, they're going to be playing less nickel, which means that they're going to need a Trey Turner in there instead of Jalen Hawkins, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I just, if, if I'm any other team on the, the remaining Cal schedule, I'm running the ball every single play. Because yeah, Cal cannot stop. Cal can't stop it, simply. And uh, they also couldn't run the ball on the offensive side for the first half. It was like 34. So there's like 34 rushing yards and 17 passing yards in the second. Or 34 rushing yards in the first half for Cal and 17 passing yards in the second half for Cal. Yeah, yeah. I th- well, it, was, it was interesting because there were, there were seven or eight guys in the box. Like they were like the ASU's defense was forcing Cal to go through the air. Merlin Robertson and Evan Fields had the middle lockdown, as you mentioned in the first half. That's not an excuse for Marcel Dancy and Chris Brown, um, the offensive line, to produce 30, 40 yards, whatever it is, and a half. Um, but I think the scheme forced Cal to go through the air so much, and Chase Garbers was able to get that done, whereas Devon Monster was not. You guys want to move on to Monster? Yeah. The quarterback situation? <laughs> Can we talk about Chase Garbers for a, for a second? You wanna, you wanna yeah, yeah. Wanna, yeah. Go, go for it. All right, Michael. Uh, give your eulogy. If you've listened to this podcast before, or you follow the best Twitter account known to man, you know that I'm probably Chase Garbers' number one fan. Um, God is dead, and we killed him. 
I'm not saying that we should all just wild out in like a hedonist orgy as we wait for the inevitable <laughs> death of the universe, but that is what I'm saying. Um, life has no meaning. Last week we saw Chase Garbers resurrect himself in the third quarter for one of the most amazing games I've ever seen. And in this first quarter, it literally looked like he was playing with them. Like he was just toying with ASU. He would throw passes that were so good that his receivers couldn't catch him. And it actually wasn't his fault. <laughs> yeah. Like the receivers would just drop the ball. For That's real. how good Chase Garbers is. Yeah. We were Pete Garbers. He shattered the mold. Okay. Yeah. He like, was one of the best. He was having his best game. I think it would have been better than his old Miss game. I think it would have been better than any game we've seen before. Yeah. It, he was playing as if he was Tom Brady, just deconstructing the defense. Everyone, he was playing chess. Everyone else was playing dip and dots. Like <laughs> no one else even understood. They were like the ASU defense was eating glue and like trying to make a gingerbread house. <laughs> Meanwhile, Garbers is here, beautiful minding, connecting the pieces like he's Stephen Hawking's. Like he just knows how to like deconstruct the defense. <laughs> I'm making I'm missing a lot of references right now, but you guys get the point. Garbers was amazing. And then yeah. I it felt like I was Vito Corleone. Look on a mask with my boy. It was like I was holding his bullet riddled carcass in my arms. I cried tears. I sang to myself, um, I want it that way from the backstreet boys. I was just crying and going, Ain't nothing but a heart. Ain't tell me why. And um, it was like 3 a.m. at the West Coast when this game finished, and I just realized at that moment. You mean East, East Coast? Coast? Yeah, is that what I said? Yeah, you I said, said West Coast. West Coast, you know. West Coast boy. Um, but the point is, is that Chase Garbers went down, and with it, so did the future of humanity. Thank you. Okay, that was beautiful, Michael. But I, I really agree with you. Like, like, what the fuck happened when Garbers left? Like, it seemed like Baldwin buckled, the team buckled, wide receivers' hands didn't work anymore. Like, what the fuck? Devon Monster is not a dip in talent in in regards to Garbers before the Ole Miss game. Maybe that's different now. But like, I what I. I, I'm struggling to find answers, and I think Wilcox was as well after the game. I just want to hear what all the people who were saying to play Monster over Garbers at the start of the season think me, now. Me, i.e. me. And, I, <laughs> and I, like, I'm begging for Garbers' return because like, nobody knew what to do. The morale was just crushed after that. Like It was jarring. Like In the fourth quarter, Cal only had 11 yards, and they were over four on third down conversions from the whole stadium. It was just like... Like, they didn't know what to do after that. Everything just kind of unraveled. Like, Monster came in at the end of that second half and threw, like, you know, had Beck, or I think it was or Beck or someone at wide receiver wide open. Um, or it wasn't Beck, Jordan sorry. Duncan. It was Jordan Duncan. Wide open, but didn't see the safety clearly coming over to. So, like, at that moment, I think everybody's heart sunk. We're like, oh, like, this is going to be last year's offense. Mm-hmm. Josh, you're just smiling. Devon, Devon, Devon Monster is going to be a good quarterback. Cal's going to beat Oregon next weekend. Wow. So Devon Monster, hear, hear me out for a second, right? We'll go. We'll go through the second half real quick. Okay. Four. Okay. Cal in the second half had not. Uh, excuse me. Nine, eight yards in each third, fourth quarter through the air. Devon Monster's strength was is not Bo Baldwin's offense. I'll admit that. Okay. Get case in point. But as you mentioned, Devon, How are they gonna Devon win Monster, <laughs> Devon Monster's style is different than Chase Garber's. Devon Monster came in as a four-star recruit to UCLA, 
and had solid numbers. His arm strength wasn't where it needed to be, but the emotions of that, that, that much pressure in that situation, he wasn't ready for that situation. Josh, but if Chase Garbers is in, fa- is in fact out for the year, right? I think Devon Monster is going to be Josh. miles better than what the situation was a quarterback last year. Josh. I think Give him a little confidence. He's and going it's to gonna... Eugene, Oregon next week. You know what that means? That's not That's not 44,000 at Cal. Yeah, that's like in a different state. That's 80. It is in a different state. <laughs> yeah. Oregon's 15-point favorites right now. Cal plays Cal plays up to its competition, plays down to it sometimes. That's definitely true. It's going to be a close game. Cal's going to beat Oregon next weekend. I actually... I. Kind of might agree with Josh. Uh, Emily, you have to pick a side. You always do. This. What do you mean? <laughs> I kind of maybe agree. Then you're going to say you called everyone, it. Everyone, everyone, right away threw the season out the door with one loss, and because Devon Monster had a one bad half. I'm not saying it was an awful half, right? But one bad half of football from a quarterback who I thought was not that far behind Garbers. And look, the offense is going is going to bounce back. Like, without a doubt, in my mind. Devon Monster's much better than, than what he's been getting so far, and I think Cal fans need to realize, like, give the dude a chance. Cal's 4-1 and one right now. It's not like it's 4-4 four and four and is, is a bowl game in the possibility. Cal's going to make a bowl game given its defense and the playmakers that have, that have emerged. Yeah, Trevon Clark, last week, Jordan Duncan the week before, it's going to get better. And I'm not saying that it's like the Chase Garbers injury is unfortunate, and it sucks. And we've talked about, and Michael just wanted to spiel about how godlike Chase Garbers is. It's very unfortunate, especially because Chase Garbers was just hitting his stride. Give Devon Monster a little bit of time. I don't think it has to be better than it was yeah. in the second oh, half. Definitely. There's no way it won't be. I, I'm, I'm simply, I'm simply looking at the 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 trend in dip in rushing yards, dip in offensive efficiency, defense rise in yards given up, pass rush non-existent. Things are getting a lot worse. We got lucky at UW. We should have lost at Ole Miss. I should have got. I mean, you said. I mean, you said yourself. It should have been thirty-four seventeen mm-hmm. or some crazy shit. Uh, you know, last Friday. I. I I'm I not. Think, I'm not saying the garbage injury is favorable by any means. It's completely. It's not, not. It's not the garbage injury for me. It's the. It's the defense. It's the defensive well, front. Let's focus, focus on Devon Monster though for a sec, right? The de- the defense we we touched on, right? Devon Monster. It's a. I'm not like like I can't emphasize enough. Chase Garbers was turning the corner, and it was the worst possible time for him to go down. Yeah. At the same time. I'm excited to see Devon Monster's play style, which is the deep ball threat, which the hype when when he signed with Cal in December was this guy has the explosive play fund potential that Justin Wilcox always talks about. Turnover margin, explosive plays. He made one mistake in the for, at the end of the first half on on Friday night, and that mm-hmm. shot his confidence clearly. All right, yeah. in the second half, he was it was a wreck. ASU did exactly what they needed to do and pulled away. Yeah. But Devon Monster, don't judge Devon Monster by one half of what you just saw. No, we watched what we saw in, in fall camp. You've seen his tape, his numbers at UCLA, the small sample size, right? I'm excited to see what Devon Monster can bring to the table based off of his skill set, his deep ball, what we saw in fall camp. So given the circumstances that if we assume Chase is out for the year, like we're hinting at, yeah, I'm excited to see what Devon Monster is going to do. And I have faith in what Devon Monster is going to do. And because everyone is riding off Cal this weekend is exactly why Cal will win this weekend. Oh. I'm not, I definitely I'm not think say, it'll yeah. be close. Yeah. Seven and five, close. eight and four, still still possibility. There's a couple silver linings too. I mean, Oregon does not have much film to watch on Monster. They have the second half when he wasn't prepared. Hopefully, uh, Kakoa Crawford will be back for the Oregon game, mm-hmm. which um, I don't know how he is with Monster, but he was Cal's best receiver under Garbers. Um, under Garbers, yeah. So there are potential ways that Cal could get something going against Oregon, but also. 
It's just probably the toughest environment in the Pac-12, and um, the quarterback on the other side is uh, it's pretty good. I mean, I think I think that going to Oregon, I think that's like the last place you want to go after such an emotionally and physically taxing game, um, and especially since Oregon just had a bye week. Uh, I think they're going to be more than ready to take us on. But I am with you, Josh. I think that this Cal team is fired. Like, Evan Weaver, you could tell in his post-game interview, he was, like, upset. I mean, we get tonight, and after that, better be ready to work. Because, I mean, if guys aren't ready to work, then what? Then I don't want them to be here. If, he, if they don't want to win the next game and win as many as we can, they better not walk through this door on Monday. Because if people show up on Monday – feeling down for themselves, feeling like they like they deserve to win this game. No one deserves to win any game. He proved it to us last time when uh, against Washington. Like, they went up there and they beat them, and I think they're going to do the exact same thing against Oregon. I think they're going to use this to kind of just fuel the fire. I think also Devon Monster, he lit Cal up last year. Two years ago. Two years ago, sorry. Um, and I mean, he's obviously, he's a good quarterback. I think he'll... I think he'll prove that. I, I think Devon is gonna open a lot of eyes. Be, the, the virtue of this Cal program last year against Arizona, UCLA, Stanford, like Stanford, those losses that had so much hype and Cal was looked by at a lot of teams. They're gonna win. Cal's gonna win this game. They drop and then against Washington, Washington, uh, USC, you you saw like. Cal, Cal plays up to its competition. And so looking at this Oregon matchup, there's every reason to pick the Ducks. Oregon just coming off of a bye week. Cal lost its starting quarterback. How do you have prepare with the week with this new system um, that they're going to potentially have to implement, given that Monster doesn't have the running ability of Chase Garbers? But that's exactly why I'm excited to see a, a, an up and explosive plays. I'm excited to see Jake Tonjes, Marcel Dancy's shake off the drop passes, Makai Polk. I'm excited to see Trayvon Clark, Kakoa Crawford, Crawford's healthy, um, getting the reps. Um, it's an exciting challenge for the offense, and just the, the fact that Devon Monster has that deep ball at, like threat that reminds me of Davis Webb a little bit is like, this could be a blessing in disguise. Now, Chase Garbers was an above-average Pac-12 quarterback when he got hurt, so that is something to consider. But we, we were all so hyped about Cal going and being this great team starting 4-0 already. I don't think that changes as much as people are saying right now, if that makes sense. For an update, Cal is one spot out of the rankings right now. They receive mm-hmm. the most votes out of teams. That's a bunch of bullshit, too, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's extremely harsh to go from I think Spencer thinks the other way. Oh, no, really? I think the other way. Oh, oh yeah, we mind. should not be... I, I don't think we should have been 15, although it was very, it was very flattering. Uh, I, yeah. I just I'm not very hopeful on this Cal team from what I've seen in weeks past, and then it was just the dagger um, against Arizona State, who is you know to I mean it I so we're I think we're insinuating that Cal played down to ASU, but they're going to play up to Oregon State. Absolutely. Or Arizona State is categorically a more talented and better team than Cal for me um, on offense so far this season. I think the ASU defense has performed better, other than the Colorado blip. But Cal's had three of those games, and Arizona State's had one. Maybe the competition that they've played this season as well comes into account. But I don't know. I think playing down to saying that they played down to ASU is foolish as well. I think the ASU was a very competitive game. Mm-hmm. Like I think that they were pretty even keeled teams. Like I don't think the ASU was like incredibly. I don't think they were that much better than Cal. I think that they had an incredible night. I think that they fed off the energy of the stadium and the crowd after Garbers got hurt. And, I mean, they finally plugged Eno Benjamin. He had three touchdowns and 100 receiving yards. 
I think that this is a, a hard loss, but now it's up to Cal to bounce back and to prove to everyone else that the season isn't over. All right, so uh, guys, let's now give our uh, like official score predictions for next week at Oregon. Josh, you want to start? I feel like I'm the extreme, so maybe not. Does anybody have like a? I still have to think. Also, I'm like kind of thinking right now. Yeah, well, I can go ahead because I've been pretty much a pessimist <laughs> this entire podcast. Uh, I don't think Cal's gonna get. I don't think Cal's gonna win. The holes that I've seen at least so far this season, Oregon's gonna exploit. Arizona, Arizona State did exploit. Uh, and I feel like they're just really going to struggle. Um, I think the defense is going to have an improved performance. I don't think Monster is going to be ready, and I don't think they're going to get any success in the running game with Chris Brown and uh, Marcel Dancy. So uh, final score, probably let's go with 35-16, Oregon. Yeah. Well, since I'm so good at math, it really doesn't matter what my score prediction is because none of my numbers ever really make sense that much. Um I think you got you, Emily. You and Josh have been good, and maybe Shaylin have been good on your picks so far this season. So (laughs) it's kind of true. I have been right in that ballpark. I wouldn't write yourself off. Well, I am bad at math. That is a true statement. (laughs) I am terrible at it. Um, I think that this game will go either one of two ways. I think it's going to be an absolute blowout in favor of Oregon, or Cal will win, and I'm going to bet on the latter. I think the score is going to be very close, like it was against uh, ASU. But I'm pretty. I think that Cal has soul, they have a spirit, and they have a good fighting chance, I think, at this game, just because of that. I don't think that Evan Weaver will let his team fall emotionally. You know, I think that that's a point of emphasis for him. Um, I also think that Monster's experience, it's not like he's, you know, never played a game of football in his life. He's a good quarterback, and I think he's going to be able to do it for the Bears. So I'm going to say, like, like 24-21, Cal. Can I say that? Yep. Football score? All right, Josh. Cal 20, Oregon 19. See, I think the, my biggest concern with Oregon as a whole is fresh off the bye week, and then um, Verdell, Travis Dye. Um, Habibi Likio. I mean, I think Oregon or the run run defense is the main thing that sticks out to me when it comes to the defense. Um, and Who, the biggest thing, Cal's defense. Um, Oregon has a heck of a quarterback. Justin Herbert is going to be a top five pick in next year's draft, but his accuracy has not. That's like the biggest thing he's worked on. I think that's going to be a, a challenge against the Cal secondary. It, this just reminds me so much of the UW matchup. So I'm going to go with the exact same score of what happened up at. Up in Seattle. Damn. Um, Hopefully without the weather delay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good I've said Shailen. this whole season that I think Oregon will be the toughest match matchup for Cal. I think Cal's defense can keep him in any game, but I think Justin Herbert is just too good. I mean, we saw it last season, and if Cam Good's Cal's only form of pass rush, he's going to have all the time he wants. And, I mean, it's hard to come up with a score prediction because we really don't know how Monster's going to do when he has yeah. a full week of preparation and how he's meshing with the receivers and how Baldwin's going to use him differently than Garber's. But um, if I had to go the score prediction, I think it'll be close, and then I think Oregon's going to run away with it in the second half like they did last year. I'm going to go 27-16 Oregon. I'll give a prediction to you. What's um, up, Michael? Cal will never be able to score again. <laughs> <laughs> so zero to like hundred. Zero, zero to it doesn't matter. Zero to it doesn't matter. Yeah, zero to who cares because we will never score again because our only person who knows how to, our defense actually might do like a pick six. Oh yeah. I will say we will have no offensive scoring 
at all. Okay. That's my prediction for next week. Well, that was like last year, basically, in a nutshell. Exactly. Except, uh, you know, this year we found out uh, that we had the capability to score, and then it was instantly (laughs) taken away from me. (laughs) Much like the love of my father was instantly taken away from me. And we are back to reality. Uh, Well, much like Michael's father, I hope the Cow Bears can rebound and come back. Except he never did, right? Except he won't. Nothing. Uh, but what about the Cal. chance that Garbers does play? Is that even on There's the no way against Oregon. It's going to be at least three months. You think so? Is what I'm hearing. Uh, or at least just, just three from weeks. Just from seeing Cal football, regardless of who's under center, it's going to be beat Oregon, potentially lose to Oregon State. Just some random like yeah. play up to your competition, and then the lesser teams where you're favored, it just doesn't. Yeah. You know, that's just how Cal sports work. Josh, the defense has given up over 330 passing yes. yards. But here's the thing. Fight! They haven't allowed more than 24 points in 11 straight games. I don't think any of that changes. Dude, if they can't score 24 points, that doesn't matter. Right. I'm just talking, you're you're talking about the defense, though, struggling or not. And you're right. The defense has not been as high as last year. That doesn't mean that next week is going to be the same result. Josh Monster, that was his first game in like a year and a half or more. Exactly. And you're expecting him to go and win. Then give, give him a little bit of time. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Okay. Alrighty, guys, that is it from us. Sorry, Michael, to interrupt you. Um, but Justice is here. Uh, our former podcaster, producer, former Daily Cow writer, former Daily Cow editor. Oh, it has, has graduated to the Mercury News. We're all super happy for him, but he is wanting to give his uh, send-off. So uh, here he is. Dude, it's been like a week still, and I still like don't know how to like process it because... Like, when I think of, like, my college tenure, and, like, it's still going on. I still have a year. But when I think about the majority of my time in college, I think about it through the lens of this paper. I'm Like, I've been here, like, since sophomore year when I was an assistant, I was here damn near every day. And even though I haven't been writing this semester, I'm still here. Like, because <laughs> I, I call this place my home away from home because I commute. I actually don't live in Berkeley. And... You know, just like the community I get here, being able to like mess around here every day, really get away from everything. I, I still, I don't even know what to say, man. I'm about to cry, man. Nah, don't cry. Jesus. Like, also, this podcast is your baby. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is, like, this is all you, dude. This, this is, is the thing too. Like, I remember, like, starting this thing, just having like no clue about how it would go. I remember it was just like during basketball season, it was like me and Rory is like, let's do this. We'll figure everything out later. And we, like, when we first started, we had those, like, insane introductions. And then we would, like, be recording and the audio levels would be, like, all out of whack. And, you know, I didn't even, like, learn how to do it properly. I would just be like, oh, I have a, I don't know how to do this. Let me learn how to do it real quick. So it's been a lot of trial and error. But I guess to, like, bring it back to just Daily Cal as a whole. Like, I'm definitely happy that I'm moving up and. Moving down. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know who I've. I don't. I don't know like when this is actually gonna go up. But I've told a couple of y'all that next week I'm doing like a lot of stuff like for Mercury about the Warriors. I'm going to media day tomorrow. I'm going to practice every day of the week. I might go to the exhibition on Saturday, and coupling that with like having to say goodbye, it's just been a lot in like less than a week, which is why it's so hard to process everything. And this was kind of like doing this, like producing this podcast this semester, even though it's only been a couple episodes, it was sort of the last string that was connecting me to the paper because I wasn't really writing that much anymore. 
And this was like, I was kind of hoping in the back of my head that I'd still be able to like actually produce the podcast. I knew it was very much an outside chance and that's kind of the way that it's went and that I won't be able to actually produce it anymore. I kind of wish, I kind of hope I can, you know, flesh this out a little more during the grad column, but yeah, I guess all I can say to like y'all in particular, because I got so many people to say thank you for, but just to y'all like right now is like, thank you so much. I don't know. I just feel like the older brother of this department and it like sucks to go. Yeah. Can we like play like uh, end of the road by boys to men for like the, for like the 10th time? <laughs> yeah. This podcast is my baby. Uh, I hope to see it grow even though I'm no longer going to be you know, producing it. I guess, yeah, I guess last words, just thank you to the Daily Cal for everything. Alrighty, guys. And now I'm going to go Hollywood. Peace out, motherfuckers. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. There we go. Thank you, Justice. Thanks for listening, guys. We will talk to you next week.